0: Shibuya. Shibuya. Shibuya I think that's all I think that's our That's how our intro goes Shibuya oh,
1: With all the The bread we got From commenting We should Commission <laughs> Nice Real out. classy Yeah, yeah. To yeah, yeah, make real us Yeah uh, uh custom intro
0: yeah we're rich now uh um, yeah suck so it yeah well that's we'll talk about that next week but this week we'll talk about something else but before we talk about what we're going to talk about uh anas how is your butthole <laughs> whoa uh what? he knows why he knows okay. why i'm asking that. but anas how, how's it is it okay is it intact still or is it still on that freeway
2: oh that was that was in mexico
0: yeah, yeah, you went to Mexico,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was Mexico I went 160 to
0: Mexico. miles an hour. 160? Nah, nah? <laughs> was it? what are you being so cryptic about? Do <laughs> you think police officers <laughs> watch this? I'm just kidding, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. It, was, it was pretty, pretty fun. Yeah, it's um, when I mean, I, I was, I rode it in his um, his Evo, like his other car before, and like. Also in this car as well, like before, before I was making like twelve hundred horsepower, but oh my God. um yeah, it's definitely it's funny because like um he let me drive like his um like the the Lexus he has after, and he's like yeah this has like five hundred horsepower, and like I drive it. And it just like feels like the car is like not going anywhere. I was like, "Why is this thing? Why is it so slow?" <laughs> it like, it?
0: I'm like that's it. I'm like really, compared to the Supra. Oh yeah,
2: bro that that thing just teleports. It was it was, it was kind of crazy. Whoa! It's so angry yeah. too. Like it was like it's so loud the whole time. It was so loud.
0: Josh, did you see the story I'm referring to? Uh, it was a NAS in no, the, no, dark yeah, in the for, passenger seat of the uh, of the Supra. So yeah, Calvin. Okay. Uh, Anas's client and you know longtime meme of the show. Um, he, uh, you know he he has this. what Was it 1990 something Supra Anas? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. It's like one of the one of the Supras that people really really want. And um, apparently, it, apparently, it goes up to 160 miles an hour. And you have to forgive me, anybody who's listening who who's like really into cars, because I'm not like, f- super into them. It probably it's probably goes it a lot goes faster. faster?
2: Oh yeah, I mean oh. that that was just him like doing like a <laughs> oh like like a that th- was like a warm up. Like a third oh. gear or fourth gear pull or something. Like,
0: it was yeah yeah. He, oh, he, he didn't oh. even
2: get into like a higher gear, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah didn't So go then... full
0: send. No, he no, didn't full man. send. So the video was in, us in the in the passenger seat f- filming it like uh of some gear cluster or something, some some was well I don't even know what was on the screen, <laughs> but it looked like something really important.
2: He was he was um was it called logging? Logging a pole? am so like getting some some yeah. data for his for his tuner. Wow! So, so I was like, you want to come? Yeah. I was like, okay, going yeah, I'll full go. sun. Sure. And I like mean, it, it's it, still it, teleported. No, he did in like in like second to like second, third, fourth, like maybe in like in two gears, but I don't think he went like uh, he didn't really um, like go. Max speed, like he just kind of pulled like in a couple of gears, then just like that was it.
0: Just to impress you. That's what. That's like. No, it's not, uh, it's not for me.
2: He, he was trying to. It's not for you. I mean, the laptop was there for a reason. It's not just. He was gonna do no, it oh, anyways. Oh, he wasn't. He was gonna oh. do it anyways. I just, I just went with him.
0: Oh, I thought it was just for you, but that no. was like actually for data.
2: <laughs> no, he was he was talking about like how expensive like those poles are. He's like, dude, like every time like I. Like, ideal <laughs> pulling this, like, it costs so much money. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I bet, like, the wear and tear. Dang. Right. That's crazy. Because well, he think- well, was
1: the framework, whenever, like, he told you how much something costs, where you're like, oh, that costs, like,
2: two Aliko barbells. That's no, like, a I, combo, I, th- right? <laughs> I thought it would actually be more. I thought it would be more. Uh, oh, okay. But. I mean, like whenever you're making that much power like you and like you're only like he's not gonna drive it casually like he's not gonna just like cruise in that right. car like he only like whenever he takes it out it's it's gonna be like it's gonna he's gonna beat it up, so it's not. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh really? Didn't oh,
2: he, didn't he
1: tell us one time too that it's like technically it's like street illegal? Like you're he has like a rocket ship. Like you're not allowed. Right. To
0: Doesn't he have like have a vent in his it. headlight? Like his le- one of his headlights is not a headlight. It's like a vent, like a hole where air can go through to a turbo yeah. or something. I know. Is that right?
2: I, ha- I mean, I'm I'm not really.
0: You didn't inspect it before <laughs> you got in. <it. laughs> no, no, <laughs> oh, I, 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 no. I've seen man. it, but
2: I mean, I don't know. I don't know much yeah, about cars. I don't, of... I don't know much about cars anymore.
0: <laughs> Did you even wear your seatbelt?
2: He has a harness, not even a seatbelt. Like oh, oh, like like you, stra- like... you were strapped. in like a baby <laughs> yeah. boy, yeah. like a little
0: baby in the car seat. You were strapped yeah. in a bit. Hey, this is nice a rocket ship. Uh,
1: uh, a seatbelt isn't gonna do anything. <laughs> <laughs> like if you, yeah, yeah. It's funny because like that,
2: holders, <laughs> uh, bro. I don't, I'm not I'm Not no, even. Not funny, even. The funny thing is, um, what is it called? Fuck, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, like, the car makes, like, sounds, like, it's, like, random sounds. And you're, like, oh, like, is that okay? It's, like, like, it, it kind of...
0: You were asking questions? It's,
2: th- 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 <laughs> no, it's not even, like, it doesn't, like, uh Like, you see, like, fire coming out of the exhaust and, like, making sounds oh, here really? and there. And I'm, like, hold on. like Is serious? this is this good? Like, is this Whoa. fine? Are we good? And he's, like, yeah, it's chilling. Yeah. Like,
0: you're, you're fine, dog. You're, like, it's, uh, that's You that's really normal. trust Calvin. You really do, man. Because that's, like, that's a different level of, of trust where you get into a car after seeing flames shooting out the tailpipes
2: <laughs> yeah it's, just, uh, it's pretty crazy Damn yeah i'm proud
0: of man. you oh man cool. I what are we much. talking about
2: i, I drove hold on oh, oh. I, I drove um oh more okay yeah. sure good. I, I drove yeah. Uh, so yeah apparently like, it was like a test drive day i drove uh um, maze type r that was that was pretty fun like see that car oh it's, nice. it's, it's like it's, it's like a nice happy medium it's like it's not yeah it's not obnoxious like it makes good power oh, but, it's, but it's not it's not but, it's not but it's not it's not making like 1200 horsepower like screaming the whole time yeah yeah
0: you yeah. don't you don't need, you don't <laughs> need to awesome. download excel to drive it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i thought you were doing your programming while you were driving that's oh, what that was going on yeah. 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 calculating yeah.
1: how much power he can output <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah oh, that's crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck where's the bodybuilding.com template for this <laughs>
2: Seeing how much velocity yeah. it can output. He should. He should, yeah, he like, should take you. Wire. He should take Abe in a take ride. me? Yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Get try me. Yeah. Try to get me. And <laughs> look, hey, yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> me? You've never been? I mean, uh, have I ever been? What? Like in a fast car? Like in a fast car? In a fast car? Yeah. Not nah, well. Compared to what you just said, never. I guess not. No. I mean, mm. well, oh, I you've never been. On, sometimes I go ninety on the freeway.
1: Oh, that doesn't oh, even compare, brother. Nice, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, only for a little Which bit. Which lane? And then I realized left lane, Which left lane, or
1: uh, far, right. far right, middle lane. Yeah, <laughs> far right. Far right. Oh, dog. i <laughs> On exiting on three
0: sixty, peak traffic. Yeah, usually in a in a school zone. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the,
0: that's the way to get there. Yeah. Screw
1: them
2: kids. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know I heard
0: I heard if you so this is what I heard. I heard like uh you can cuss in podcasts. Uh podcasts with like you know, monetization or just podcasts who get like pushed by the algorithm. If you cuss too soon, you don't get like pushed. You don't you the, the algorithm hides you essentially. But like mm-hmm. if you cuss, you can wait like 30, 45 seconds usually because whatever algorithm check, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, usually it's safe to waste like a minute, minute, minute and a half but, because um, I realized in, a, in the beginning we never cussed because we thought like, oh, you know we, we want to be friendly for different types of audiences. Fuck it, dude. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, hey, oh.
2: Damn, fuck yeah. fuck them, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Frick. Okay, let so,
2: so 80 yeah. miles in the school zone, huh? Yeah. <laughs> that's
0: that's Abe's excitement right there. Yeah, yeah. Usually, yeah. usually in a um, you know, I got a new, I know, I got a truck recently. A truck. Oh, what kind of truck? Mm. Did you get a Ridgeline? I got a. Oh, I wish. No. Oh, oh wait. Ridgeline. Oh, no. Hell no. No, not a Ridgeline. Not a Ridgeline? All right. Nah, I w- I would I would, but I wanted something just like you know a little bit bigger. Manly. So I got a Ford. A little bit more. Yeah. Because manly. Manly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of the some of the Ridgelines uh, they have a shorter bed. And they have some of the original lines have a unibody, so like the, the the frame that the bed connects to the the cabin is connected, so like it's a little bit um, less, less less space. Well, it's less space, but like the unibody. So like on a truck, you can see some of the trucks the uh, the bed is separate from the cabin. So like there's a there's a line between the truck bed and like the uh, the the back seat mm-hmm. areas, whatever. So. Um, If there's an accident, sometimes you can just replace a truck bed as opposed to just like if there's a unibody, the force transfers all the way through the whole frame. Just if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't even worry about it. Uh, But I wanted to get, yeah, I wanted to get a four door crew cab, like big interior, um, and then like a five and a half foot bed. So I went with a with a used Ford, and uh, I got a pretty good deal on it. But um, it's so fun to drive it. It's really super fun. You like, feel like, feel uh big, yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, do you
1: feel like a true Texan yet? Like you're like, yeah, <laughs> this is what it's about. Yes. Dude,
0: but you know, I realized that like the uh, the truck meta, like the, the 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 people who own trucks, it's like a gang, man. Because yeah, people the, are like, yeah. which one do you got?
2: Did
0: oh, the it, I got a, I got a Ford. The
1: the the Pussy. war goes deep. It's like Calvin's on um, yeah. race car, like, oh man, the lore goes super, super deep. Like the more you get yeah. into the culture,
0: so, so I, people, yeah, I, like people are like, get, get a Chevy, get a Dodge, get a Ford, get a, get a uh, whatever the hell you want to. It's just like, dude, I'm just gonna get. So I got a 2014 F150 V8, Ooh. fat old engine. Ooh, yeah, oof.
1: um, the thing screaming clean. right, it's
0: clean man. Yeah, it's real <laughs> clean. It, yeah. it really does. I'm like, god damn, this is loud. But um. I really wanted to get like an electric truck. Like, Thank you, man. He I wanted made, to get like. A... You just made
2: a big mistake telling everyone on the podcast that you have a truck. You know, like now everyone's gonna is gonna ask you. Like, hey, um, so I'm moving. You you move yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you got a truck, hey, brother. You got a truck. I need a <laughs> couch that a truck. needs <laughs> to be moved.
0: Yeah, yeah brother, <laughs> I got a. I got a you a up an airport. Yeah, I'm like, truck. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. like it's just. It's just the a four truck. to
1: five home gym people that listen are like, oh, Abe's got a truck now. Dude. Hey. Hey. I,
0: I got it because like every time i be i was driving the acura or even ruth's uh honda i'm like i gotta you know because you know I, you know i'll be going to home depot y'all oh, know yeah we oh, know we, know. Home depot. we, we know. know every so, time like, i come over so... you got a
1: new home project and i'm low-key <laughs> like i'm low-key myron because like being a homeowner there's so many little things that you need to like oh yeah, and me so, and Josh were
0: talking about him doing some sheetrock. Josh was getting uh, yeah, in it, replacing so. some sheetrock in his uh or some drywall in his yeah. in his bathroom.
1: So I'm like, I'm I'm kind of miring the the truck meta you got going yeah, on man. right now. It's
0: I wanted to get something that I wouldn't mind like because you know I keep my stuff clean, but I wanted to have something that I can like you know use for the Home Depot trips and mm-hmm. not have to worry about it getting dirty. So um I went so. The whole point of it is like having having going to Home Depot now and not having to like rent the truck and not having to like ask somebody to pick me up. It just feels so good, man. Like, yeah, uh, you know, picking yeah. up some home equipment or some home gym equipment would be real, real easy too. Yeah, uh, yeah, if I didn't already buy everything I need, but I, dig- I digress. I'm, so, I'm, 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 yeah, I know about cars. I'm yeah. just
1: now realizing that, like, <laughs> if I want to like expand more. <laughs> From my home, did did I ever tell y'all the story about when I went to go pick up the horse stall mats from Tractor Supply? Mm-mm. No, no. Okay, this is this will be a really funny like little tangent, or maybe it won't, but I'll tell it anyway. So <laughs> fuck, it, yeah, it fuck it, I'm gonna tell it anyway. I'm gonna tell it anyways. <laughs> Everybody shut the fuck up. I'm gonna tell so the story. For for the people that that don't know, I have a little Honda Civic, a little four four door, you know, real tiny, right? So I went to go pick up. Um, four four by eight um horse stall mats. Okay, you, are you seeing the picture now? Those, a those can f- fit. Yeah. A yeah. Little <laughs> little I, 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 well, I, know, like
2: I know they can fit in a Civic. I know. Yeah. Your Civic so... is four by seven. Isn't <laughs> <Yeah. it>? <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I bought them. I bought them online, and I I pulled up to the tractor supply company. Keep in mind, like I work like a nine to five, so I did this like super early in the. M- it's like seven thirty in the morning. Oh, we know what you do for work. Yeah, we talked about that. So, like, I pull up to the tractor supply. I'm I'm in, like, my scrubs. And this, like... (laughs) And keep in mind, like, I had to drive out to, like, the countryside. So... Because there's not, like, a tractor supply, like, near here. They're only in, like, Burleson or, like, Cleburne or, like, Midlothian, which is, like, the countryside for for these non-Texan folk listening. So, I go there... I tell the guy what I ordered. He's like, "They
0: probably don't even know what Tractor Supply is." But go ahead, right? Right.
1: So I pull. So I go there. I tell them my order, and the guy's like, "All right, you got to pull your your truck around the corner." You're like truck. And I'm like, my truck. I'm <laughs> like, okay, okay, buddy, you're in for a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> he opens the gate, and my little Honda Civic drives on in, and beep, he, beep. and he goes. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even exaggerating. Boy, where the hell is your truck? <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> nice. like,
0: hey man, we're gonna we're in this together now, brother. And
1: the guy's name was Randy, so um, I looked up. I'm like, uh, Randy, I'm I'm so sorry to be a bother, but my truck it's actually broken <laughs> right now. Uh, you know, I gotta get these I gotta who's get this? these horse stall mats back to my horses. You know, they've been <laughs>
0: who's this Who's this character
1: you've created? <laughs> it's and, just, oh, okay. you know, I just—it's just, just like that time Yeah, you I believe you. Yeah. you. I, <laughs> I just pulled it. this yeah. out of my butt, dude. I'm you know, like,
0: <laughs> I'm a vet. Yeah. yeah, he could, yeah, he could have been, he could have been something related to right? So then, how did you, how would you get him in the in the Civic?
1: So Randy and I, we had to like, he had these clamps. Like these what? these strong like the metal like clamps that you use to clamp like wood to like a no. workbench. Sh- Shut no. up. He he clamped the end so it was like folded like a taco. And then oh, we pulled I thought, the
0: clamped, I thought you clamped them to the to the roof. No, yeah.
1: yeah. And we picked them up and we just kind of like finagled them into the back seat. So keep in mind I had to move what both the passenger and the front seat like all the way front. four pieces, four pieces, and they all fit.
0: Holy shit! Yeah. No, they didn't. You made them No, fit. We they made didn't them fit. fit.
1: Yeah, but Randy like was cursing the entire time. He was like, "You son at, like, of a bitch!" Seven thirty. He was. He said so many bad words. I, and like,
0: and this was his first thing, probably. Yeah, at seven thirty in the, the morning,
1: morning. So like, I felt kind of bad, mm-hmm. but not really, because I was like, "Bro, I Did gotta go to work him? right after this." No, I didn't tip wait. Him.
0: Like, wait, wait, Josh. Josh. Did you did you keep those in your car all day, or did you take them straight to home and and, to, and unload them?
1: So I took them to work, and then I, on my lunch oh break, my I, I yeah,
0: God, yeah. So explain to people who don't people who don't have a home gym, people who've never purchased stall mats, right? I already know, but explain to them the problem with not having unloaded them immediately from your Civic,
1: bro. Like these things are heavy as fuck, like. So I don't know, like, They're like a hundred pounds each. Yeah, they are, but like, they are. You know what? I was kind of hoping that it wouldn't fuck up like the suspension or the chassis, yeah, fucking or slam. the axle. Because yeah. like, bro, I hit one like pothole or one bump, and like, <laughs> it's, your subframe it's, is it's gone. gone. Like it's snapping. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. So. Well, imagine. So like, that's the whole point of a unibody, because the whole frame, the whole the whole body of the Civic. If you hit a pothole, that that shit's cracking down the middle. Right. But if you have a, if you have a truck that's two separate pieces, the bed is one piece and the cabin is one piece, yeah. then you know you're you're better. Yeah, you're in a better situation. But it didn't smell. So when I got the stall mats for the first time, I had to air them out for like a few days because they have like a strong rubber smell. So your Civic didn't smell like stall mat. No, not really. I mean, I probably should be asking you. I probably should be asking people who were in it. I was gonna say other than you,
1: I use the car pretty frequently to, you know, take the dogs walking. So I mean, whatever smell the stall mats had was like easily like taken over by the dogs in like a couple of days. (laughs) Okay, but like going from tractor supply to work was like a twenty to thirty minute drive, and my car (sighs) was just like. Wee. so I had to, I had to sure. go like 40 like down the highway just to make sure like I didn't hit any potholes nothing like
2: broke which lane so yeah, it, yeah. It, was a, it was an experience right. but it was one of those
1: I mean, for sure left. that was like no 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 no, no. far left, far <laughs> left. <laughs> it was one of those where for sure I was like damn I really should have a truck if I'm gonna like commit to doing stuff like this you know oh, what yeah.
0: I mean when I, yeah when I picked up my stall mats, and I guess I'll just I'll I'll go into talking about me since this episode's about me. Yeah. Because uh so when I first built out the uh the gym and I and I put the stall mats in, uh I measured out that I needed like two, three, four, five, six, probably like nine, eight or nine pieces mm-hmm. of the four by eights. Yeah. And and so I, I got I rented a truck. I just rented like a, a U Haul. Um and yeah, same. Like even in the truck, like it was, it was like that's like nine hundred pounds. Yeah, it was grinding uh, most, right, Yeah, <laughs> most trucks are rated at fifteen hundred uh, usually. Yeah. But anyways, like when I got them, they fucking smelled like the like strong rubber, right? like strong rubber smell. Yeah. And so yeah, like I I aired them out, but even still, like the grudge for the for a while, probably even still had like a strong like. um, a strong smell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, that, like, you walk into it, you walk out, like, you smell like it. Um, and so, and not having that problem anymore is, is uh, and honestly, I, I don't mind helping people. So, like, Josh, Anas, if y'all ever need to help um, anybody else listening, honestly, it's, it's a toss up whether I'll help you or not. But, um, <laughs> not but, not but off, yeah. Your DMs <laughs> are going
1: to be filled with, like,
0: oh, hey, me, brother, hey, help You're,
1: me move a thousand kilos of combo plates.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, so that that's uh that's been a fun yeah. fun vehicle to have. I've only had it for like a few months, so. Okay. Uh it was it was crazy trying to buy one in in the market right now. Was, oh my god, like interest rates were And I have I have great credit. Um, but interest rates what's were crazy. What's your credit crazy. score? <laughs> <laughs> just gonna, is that, casual well, flux. Well, Anas, 820. Is that one of the, <laughs> I
2: mean, this, this, one of the this, questions this we have? This episode is about you. What's your income? Yeah. What do you do? Well, <laughs> what's your credit score? What's your income?
0: <laughs> Before tech. Uh, well, so you know what? No, here's, oh so here's a, <laughs> so here's, a, here's a funny story about my credit score that I think is probably irrelevant to a lot of people. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't always financially savvy like fin- financial literacy was never something that was taught to me in school so it was something that i had to grow and and learn as i as i worked and as i as i uh, advanced in my career so initially i co-signed for somebody with a with a car that they bought and if anybody is familiar with co-signing or if you've ever done it it's essentially like you're on the hook for that vehicle as well which i didn't know i just thought i was giving the person that I helped um, I shouldn't even say helped I thought I was giving the person that I co-signed for a better odd of being approved for a loan like I just thought that I was like a uh, like a reference yeah um, it was never explained to me what I was actually signing up for so when I signed my name on it and that person eventually did not continue their payments they Ooh, they, 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 the, they the hit car, you up it was, it was repossessed yeah they started hitting me up and I was like 18, and I was like, "Look, I have no idea what you think I can pay." <laughs> Hold you. on,
2: you, I just told him straight. You were co-signing. I thought. I thought whenever you co-sign, like they they use someone with good credit or like a credit history. I had no okay, credit. So wh- yeah, why were they the using thing. you
0: with no? <laughs> because the person I signed co-sign for had such bad credit <laughs> that, anybody, that they were like anybody would yeah anybody yeah. oh my anybody. God. and that's what it was it was pretty it was pretty pred- predatorial, now looking back on it and i didn't realize it at the time because they were they made it seem like oh you're just helping blah blah blah, so um, they, they, yeah they and that's see the thing the too
2: credit history and like they see like what they've done them. they see, yeah. yeah
0: yeah but having no credit it hit me so hard because you know credit is essentially like trust uh, so if you've not done anything like pay credit cards or have any sort of line of credit uh, they don't the credit bureaus don't know anything about you so when i had that foreclosure or the what do you call it the repossession yeah uh it was like yeah it put you like in the dirt 300 yeah. 400 yeah, yeah yeah and i didn't even care because i was in college i was like ah what's credit for whatever i already have a credit card um that i, I never <laughs> yeah. used i was like All right yeah, yeah. i'm good but oh, um but yeah. so yeah that was 18 that was 18 years old uh it wasn't even until what am i 30 now two years ago when I started taking my credit score more seriously. And as a, so, and so to paint the full picture for you, uh, that, that, uh, repossession stayed on my history for about seven years. Seven years. And so, Gosh. yeah, it stays on your credit history for seven years. But, uh, as a result of that, I wasn't able to get approved for any credit cards. Like I didn't have any other credit that I was building. So it, it didn't do me any favors once it was re- once it was removed from my my history, um, which again, anybody listening, you can check your credit score like very frequently. So like right now I use Credit Karma, but most apps like most banking apps that give you at least uh, a weekly or a monthly view of your score. You can also request like a full breakdown of your credit history from like Experian or some of the other credit bureaus mm-hmm. uh, like FICO or whatever. But because uh, there's three main credit unions, credit Sorry, there's three credit bureaus uh, that check your your credit score. There's Experian, Tran, TransUnion, and FICO. Um, which to get an idea about what your credit score is, checking all three is a good idea because it may be 700 on one and it may be 600 on another. They all have their different ways of checking things. But if you get your credit score, you can see everything that's affecting it and you can see what you can what you can do. So a couple years ago, you know, I'm like, man, I'm a grown adult. The real catalyst for me, like what really hit me was when I was trying to rent a car. Me and Ruth went to Arizona and I was trying to rent a car and they would not accept my debit card. The credit, the, the uh, rent a car area were like, no, we need a credit card. And I'm a grown adult. I felt like a grown adult, but I didn't have a credit card. I was like, I have a debit card uh is that good they're like no and then ruth had to use her credit card which is fine you know but like i felt uh, like i I felt i felt a little silly you know because the reason i didn't have a credit card is because i'd never i would not be approved
1: you couldn't apply for and the
0: reason yeah and also for uh for reasons that i needed money i actually maxed out one of the credit cards that i had um so that i could pay for repairs on my mom's house when i was like 23 24 so like uh, kind of earlier on in my career before i started making a little bit more money uh, i didn't have enough money to pay for these repairs so i just maxed out like 6k on my on my credit card which essentially like you go to the bank and you ask for um what's what's the word they, they give you the cash um from your credit. So it's like, if you have a $5,000 uh, credit limit, um, you can just take that out um, at some banks. And essentially it's like making a $5,000 purchase. So I maxed out the credit card, couldn't pay it because the interest rates was, were so crazy. So I just let it go. And the card essentially closed because they were like, okay, you're definitely not paying this, this balance. Um, and so what, what banks do and what most people do what most companies do if you owe them money they'll try to reach out to you for a certain period of time but if you don't respond or if you don't give them any sort of hope that you're going to pay because you know people will call you and just hang up um they will sell your debt to another company so there are there are companies that will buy there are debt collector companies that will buy debt so like for wells fargo for example if i owed them like eight thousand dollars Another company will buy that from Wells Fargo for like uh, five thousand, six thousand, whatever. I am just making up numbers because then that gives Wells Fargo money because if they if I don't pay them, they're getting zero. So at least they're like, okay, we'll recoup, you know, whatever percentage. And then the other company, the debt collector, will be like, okay, now we're gonna go after Abe more aggressively, and I am gonna get eight thousand from Abe, um, and then so on and so forth. So us- I got tired of that. I got they t- usually buy it for a lot cheaper though, right?
2: Like for like ten percent of like- yeah. Like ten cents on the dollar, something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you probably know more a little bit more. I don't know exactly the numbers, but I know they buy it for a smaller amount. So is it like ten? You said like ten percent, ten cents on the dollar.
2: It's yeah, it's definitely not five out of eight, like five thousand out of eight. I would say like it's closer to like one thousand at best.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but you know, I got, I got, I got tired. So that moment at the at the rental car place kind of made me feel like you know what, like I gotta, I gotta do something about this. Like I said, no one ever taught me financial literacy so I just started googling things and I called Wells Fargo I was like look I got this balance I need to take care of it what are my options and they actually told me they were like well uh the account doesn't exist anymore but if you want to settle the debt you can do one of two things you can set up a payment plan which is you know like there's not going to be any more interest but you can pay like incrementally over time uh, and i'm like okay what's the second option they were like or you can just pay 75% of what you owe us and we'll call it even because usually with these companies they want to get something yeah. out of you and you can sometimes negotiate yeah. you can you could if you don't have the full amount so i told them i was like okay well, like so can i give you this amount they were like yeah we'll do that so i i sent them that amount and then they it, it wasn't as if it wasn't going to benefit my my credit but it removed the anchor that was that was sinking my credit which is uh which is what i wanted and then after that um i applied for a credit card through chase that was able to give me some uh some points and also it was going to help me build my credit and i've been i I used that for a year i paid it off every month and it helped build my credit like immensely like crazy uh because i wasn't just paying it but i was removing the negative stuff so i removed like that that previous uh balance and yeah like right now my credit score is like i mean right around 780 already around there nice it's been it's been a few years it's been a few years like it's not like hearing
2: hearing all that i was like okay he's probably like still like at 600 not even (laughs) seven i was like it sounded sounded like so hard to repair But yes, that's actually.
0: Well, that's the thing is, it's, people think it's really difficult, but and there's companies that will try to tell you like, oh, we'll we'll increase your credit by by whatever, blah blah blah. But like, there's a few things that you can do, and that's not what this whole thing is about. But I'm, I'll just say this before I move on, like to improve your credit, try to find out what's pulling it down. So like for me, it was the repossession, and it was the the card that I had overdrafted, and you know, not not overdrafted, that I had uh, maxed out, and I didn't pay um so the car i couldn't do anything until after seven years so i had to wait because uh, i wasn't gonna pay it and i co-signed so i was stupid but i learned so after that was removed so hold on so what happened the credit card oh, before you keep going so what happens with what, yeah, with the car? what
2: happens with the car because like it's not it's not your car it's not your payments you just co-signed you're just gonna have to wait seven? but it's
0: treated as yeah it's treated as if it is though like so for, how, if you're co-signing, do you fix it. signing it's treated like yours. I had to wait. Yeah. I just had to wait. I'm not going to pay the car. So you off. just
2: wait seven years and like, then it goes away.
0: I had to wait seven years. It yeah. Just goes away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure if there, I, I'm sure I could have done something in the meantime while that was on my credit, but I was, I was also going through college and, and, you know, earlier on in my career, like I didn't, I didn't want to look at that. There was, and I'll talk about some other, like the other things I was looking at at the time, but like, if it, it, debt feels like a pile of wet clothes on top of you and it, it's like more and more and more like it, it feels like you're suffocating you know like it feels like if you have so much debt you don't even want to look at it you don't want to acknowledge it because if you acknowledge it then it's real so for me it was easy just to like ignore it so that's why waiting seven years was a, it was a the option i went with but um so for me, again, remove those things that are weighing down your credit. So, you know, look at your credit history, look at your your score, get a report and then and do some research and then call these companies and see if there's a way that you can make a deal to negotiate how to settle these accounts. And then after that, try to get some credit cards, try to get some debt that you can actually pay off. And then if you're going to apply for credit cards, try to submit applications all at once because if you're doing them if you do all of them on the same day, it hits your credit the same as opposed to if you're doing it multiple days of the week. So if you have four credit cards you know you're going to apply for, do it all on the same day cuz it will hit your credit cuz it'll do a hard inquiry, thought... but it'll be the same really? inquiry.
2: I thought there were separate inquiries for e- each one.
0: But it'll it'll hit your credit. It'll they're sep- they're checking your credit separately, yes, but it'll hit your credit the same. Gonna as opposed to if you do it on separate days. So
2: your score is gonna dip more. Like I mean
0: if you do it on separate days. Oh, on separate days, I really? See. It's not it's not the amount of applic- yeah, it's not the it's not the amount of applications, it's the amount of frequency yeah. in terms of how many, of the many days times
1: they run it to check.
0: On separate yeah.
2: days. On separate days. Today's okay. I mean I don't know that.
0: Yeah, so if you have three, do all three on the same day as opposed to doing one today, one tomorrow and the, one today after Is it
2: more likely for you to get I mean do they've yeah, like for you to get approved it depends or get like declined your if you're if you're applying for multiple at the, on the same day,
0: it'd be the same thing. It depends on your score. So for me, like when I applied uh, for the Chase card, I also applied for an Amex and I applied for um, for another Chase card, mm-hmm. uh, and I didn't get the other two, so I just got the Chase card. So if you do them on separate days, you'll get it'll be the same outcome. You'll just hit your credit. You usually, harder.
2: wait. Like I would apply for a credit card, then wait six months. Then get another one. Um,
0: yeah, you could do that too. But if you're gonna do multiple applications, do them all on, on the same day. But yeah, waiting between those days, so if you're waiting six months, that's a that's also a good idea. But anyways, anyways, that's not what that's not what we're talking about. That's that's that was that was a tangent. Yeah, I bet you that kind were of interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If people want to hear more about stuff like that, we'll talk more about stuff like yeah. that. But I heard one of the, one of the questions is best financial tips. Yeah, there you so go. There's a, there's a my, financial tip. That, my financial tip, manage your credit, be aware of what your credit is. if you're in debt, don't ignore it, call the companies and try to work um, on settlement options. Um, because the more you ignore it, uh, the more it accumulates. So. How, how much do you think um, your
2: credit credit score matters? Like how much does it, um,
0: it depends on you if you're the type of person who wants to have a house wants to have a car who wants to contribute to like modern society or how wants to have a piece of modern society it matters immensely but if you're one of those people who are like living off the grid and you know you want to live in a van like even i mean even yeah, getting a van price, van. Van.
1: you need credit
0: <laughs> if you, if you <laughs> unless want you, a, unless you get one yeah. in, in if inheritance. you
1: want a livable van you, you kind of need to play the game <laughs> a little
0: bit it's incredibly important because credit is something that you don't think about until you need it. Like I said, when I, I didn't think about it until I went to get a rental car. Um, you know, you don't want to you don't want to think about it only when you need it because it's something that you have to work towards over time. So it's really important. Honestly, it's something that's not spoken about in under underrepresented communities or communities where there's not a lot of financial literacy discussed. And I think a lot it puts a lot of people back in terms of what they can do in terms of opening businesses in terms of you know doing stuff to get themselves out of poverty it's like what you
1: talked about a couple episodes ago or is that hard work mental you just keep your head down you just work it's like now there's smarter ways to do things now like you don't have to like run yourself into the the ground to like make things work
0: yeah you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck and like that's a big thing for me is having like the way i grew up with no money you know a lot of a lot of people think you know Arabs ha- come for money, or we have gas stations, or we have like whatever parlous. <laughs> what you know, you know. I don't know. I don't know if that's. A, I don't know if that's a stereotype that a lot of people know about. But that's stero- stereotypes that I was told when I was you in to... school because I was usually the only Arab and only Muslim in my schools up until you don't college. You Oil money? Uh, <laughs> no, nah, we, we ran out of the oil. money. You didn't hit
1: a, a oil a gold mine.
0: <laughs> I was digging in my backyard <laughs> cuz Texas is supposed to be big for oil but so like not having come from money um I was always questioning how people were able to afford like you know all the things that I would see on TV you know and then as as I went to college like and I started getting more exposure to to other people like I'm like man how are yeah. people affording like these the you know expensive vacations yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's all credit yeah. it really is it's all credit yeah. like people don't spend their paychecks. So like living paycheck to paycheck is not something that smart, wealthy people do people
1: don't drop 40 racks on a on a Lambo.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's funny you say it like that, but a lot of people think that purchases are happening from just checking accounts and they don't they don't think about the importance. So um you know having grown up with no money and having grown up uh, you know not without the benefit of being able to be told like hey this is what you got to do when you when you go to college this is what you got to do. I always felt like I had to learn by experience, which I felt put me back, like put me a step back of everybody else. So like you know, going to college, I didn't realize like oh shit, you actually have to try because they're not going to just give you the grades like they did in high school because back when I was in high school, if you were considered gifted, you know, like oh you're the smart kid, like you're putting those classes and the teachers were generally pretty cool with the bag. Oh, okay, like you're,
1: yeah, you okay, try, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: you know, you're yeah. not an asshole, so we'll we'll give you an eighty-five and you know whatever. So yeah, that was that was my mentality. And when I went to college, I, that was like I, like I failed my history class my freshman year, my intro to history, and I was like, oh shit, because I didn't study. Like I didn't study at and all. You just like yeah, and my major is yeah, just like I'll just show up so, and like, the teacher
1: you know, will just pass me like and you're
0: like oh wait it doesn't work that way anymore (laughs) like oh there's like 200 people in the class okay Uh, but like where my story is a little different than y'all's is that you know my degree in business like i remember going to my counselor uh when i was trying to decide my degree plan or my major and then she was like what do you want to do i was like well i guess engineering she was like are you sure it's a lot of math i was like oh shit well i don't know what do you think i should do She's like, I think you should do operations management. It's a nice mixture of business and engineering. No, it's not. No, it's not. But I didn't change my degree. I was like, okay, I I'll, just this? I'll okay. keep this. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and again, business is like general enough. Like I could like, oh, I can get into anything I want. It's business, um, which is fine. But I guess going back, I would have I would have maybe gotten something more. I think Anas, you mentioned, you mentioned this. I think I would have gotten an engineering degree. Because, I don't know, I feel like maybe you would have put me in a better spot when I graduated. Because, like, out of college as an undergraduate with a business degree, like, like, in hindsight, that doesn't make you the most competitive candidate when applying for jobs. Yeah. Because you can throw a rock and probably hit a business major. Um, <laughs> I and mean, that's not the yeah, shit not on as me. as I nice too. mean, like, people it's always not tell not me, like, it's nice hey,
1: not, but it's, like, the utility of it in the the open market is like yeah you know like it's, yeah you know you're you you do not really specialize in anything so it's like what can you really do
0: no exactly you know, that, 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 yeah, that's yeah. What, you're more you're that's more what general. companies
1: look for it's like it, unfortunately it's like well what can you do like what well, what do you what can you do yeah
0: yeah, I was applying to, like, entry-level positions that they were required, entry-level positions requiring, like, 10, 10 years of experience, and I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? I don't yeah. have any of this, because I didn't do any internships, and again, that that's kind of my point of feeling like I was one step behind, because I didn't know the importance of internships, I didn't know the importance of, like, academic clubs or, like, fraternities, and, like, had had having known what other folks were doing to put themselves in more advantageous positions, yeah, I was like, shit, like... Did I waste my undergraduate career? Um, and we can go into more about that later on. But the whole the whole point of it, the whole point of me kind of speaking to that point is like when I graduated, like I was lost. Um, you know, there's something called uh, like uh, I can't I can't re- exactly remember the term, but it's like graduation, graduate, graduate uh, post graduation depression. Essentially, where just like you know, you're you're hyping yourself up for this graduation and you expect like the whole world to be Mm -hmm. at your fingertips. And then that doesn't happen. And then for me, because I had so much expectations of myself, like, again, I was always considered like smart or like in the gifted classes. And so having been thrown into the real world, so to speak, after graduation, after my college graduation in 2015, I was like, Oh fuck. Like who's, who's going to help me? (laughs) Uh, Who's here to, like, vouch for me? Like, I'm just applying to these companies. And, and another thing is when I was applying, no one told me how my resume should look. Like, the advice that I was given in my business classes on how to make my resume was, like, from the 80s. And I didn't realize how outdated it was until I started digging more and, uh, again, figuring things out for myself. Like, the advice that I give people now in regards to their resume... Much different than what I was told um, back in the days. So uh, I'll I'll try to make this part short. But when I if, when I was working at a bank um, during my undergraduate, um, I was recommended for a job at the company that I'm at now, and it was a phones job. I didn't realize like how it was to be on the phones, like customer service. But I visited the company uh, uh, location, and it's a beautiful campus. Like it's gorgeous. Like I wish I could. Uh, talk more about that to y'all just so you can understand like where I work. Cause I don't think you truly like, I work at a, at a campus that has over like 11,000 mm-hmm. associates, but I work from home obviously now, but like it's, it's huge. Like there's a lake, uh, multiple stores, story buildings, like two buildings, uh, cafeteria. Like it's, it's, it's a gorgeous campus in the middle of a, uh, of a forest, uh, in Westlake. I'll say that, but, um, which is near South Lake. So I don't know if y'all know geographically where that, where that's at, but um, so the, the customer service job, I did that starting 2015 and it was uh, financial services. So like a stockbroker essentially. Um, and I didn't know anything about finance. I didn't know anything about stocks. I didn't know anything about bonds. So again, I, I, I felt like I was a step behind because no one taught me about investing. Like <laughs> it was not even something that I knew so much about, but, um, I just learned, you know, I had to, I had to study. I failed a lot. Uh, I had a licensing exam that I remember was a huge part of my job. Like I had to get licensed to sell stocks and bonds. And it was like multiple months of studying for this exam. Uh, and I failed. I fucking failed twice. They asked me if I wanted to take it again. And I said, no, I can't um, put me in a position where I don't need to take it. And You know, going from making what I was making, which was not even that much, really. It was like 40K, 40K a year. Um, And then going to a position that I I was making less. It was 2016 now. I felt like a failure. I felt like I was uh, because then I was seeing like other my other friends like on the outside looking or from. Yeah, from the outside looking in, it looked like everybody else was successful. Like, I think this was around the time Darrington started with Kabuki and i think he 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 hinted in the group chat what he was making and i was like fuck <laughs> i i did the wrong like it it really yeah. hit me hard uh like comparing myself to friends doesn't feel good and so i was putting my worth my self worth on my salary and i wasn't happy doing what i was doing like i was good at it it really taught me a lot about communication like how to talk to people cuz now i'm talking to like advisors I was still doing stocks and bonds, but because I didn't have a license, I had to talk to advisors, which was harder because they know exactly what they're doing. Um, And here I am two years into even knowing what a stock is. I was like faking it till I made it. Um, I had to take a lot of trainings. I had to take a lot of certifications, um, but I did that for five years. So up until like 2020 or 2019, right around the time Ruth and I got married, but like, through that time, through those five years, like I made so many mistakes in terms of like how to apply to jobs, how to sell myself. Uh, again, I'm not going to go into all of it because I could speak like for a whole different podcast about it. But like brand, like how you brand yourself in corporate America is so important. Like because most of the conversations that matter, you're not in the room. Like it's between your manager and somebody else. And if your manager does not have an a clue about where you want to go or a clue about what you do. So if you're not communicating with your manager, then you're basically like half-assing it. Like if you're just working hard and you're not making your accomplishments known to people, or if you're not, if you don't have a good, when I say brand, it's essentially your your reputation. It's kind of like your credit, but it's your personal credit. Your
1: social credit, yeah. It's who you are.
0: It's like, yeah, when Anas isn't in the room, what do we think about a Nas? That's that's what I mean by brand. And in corporate America, that's huge. So I didn't realize that until later on. Uh, I actually made a few different ch- uh, career changes, so like stay at the same company, but um, I, I changed from where I was at with the advisor folks to actually with I was speaking to charities. So there's another part of the company that deals with uh, a really, really, really rich people who donate to charity. So I was talking to like celebrities and I don't want to get into that, but there's like people imagine like really, really rich people. They have so much money that they need to get a tax deduction. They need to know which charities that they can give to, to get these tax deductions. That's what I did. I was, I was communicating, I was giving them the information that they needed to, to to donate to these charities. And that was better because I was in a position where my manager was more supportive, but uh, the depression, I felt what helped me get out of it was a change of the scenery. So getting into that different, different position, which I, it didn't pay me more. Like I was, I was still right around like the 40 ish range. Cause with the years each year, like they give you some sort of raise generally speaking. So, um, you know, that's where like the increase happens slowly, but um, like what, what helped me was a change of scenery. So like I'm saying this with hope hopes that if anybody's listening, then go, go, is going through a similar amount of depression where you work or if you don't, if you don't feel like you're fulfilled, um, then, you know, try to, try to make a lateral move. So you're not making more money, but you're in a different space and the different, the people are different and you know, that can kind of give you a change of scenery. But, um, I say all this again, people probably listening like, Oh, that's a lot of money. Like, you know, this and that. And I get that. I totally get that now. I didn't get that at the time uh other folks probably listening like oh shit you were poor you were broke and that's how i felt but like i had responsibilities like i have you know take care of my mom take care of you know I, I wanted a family like i didn't have one at the time with ruth yet but like i knew i wanted to get married to her and have a kid and you know that i was thinking like forward thinking like okay this is what i gotta do also to tie it back to lifting the time that i was really like dealing with it's kind of when i started with metro like 2015 oh, Really? around oh, the time i started boy. yeah like and that's not something that w- that we talked about at the gym. It wasn't, we, we didn't talk about careers. We didn't talk about like how we were feeling at our jobs. Like we were talking about lifting and it was a huge distraction for me, which I loved. Cause I could just like feel like shit at work and then come with y'all, you know, have, cause me and Ruth and Pedro, you know, we were lifting in college and that was a, that was a good distraction from
1: everything else, you yeah. know, not having to do yeah. internships. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I started I started lifting back in high school when I was fat as shit, and you know I didn't like the way I looked, and I wanted to to change the way I looked, and so I, I got a pair of dumbbells and started working out during the summer, doing whatever the hell I thought I could do. Lost some weight, realized I loved it, fell in love with lifting. Uh, and then through high school, I didn't know what powerlifting was. I just did whatever the hell I thought I should could do. I didn't use, I didn't do any templates. When I got to college, you know, we found powerlifting, started being more structured and then out of college in Metro, obviously, Anas, meeting you and just the shared knowledge of the group. Um, that was that was a big benefit. But like I could feel like I was progressing in my lifts, which gave me the happiness that I that I wanted, that I wasn't getting from my job. And then I started seeing my time spent at the gym increase and then i didn't have time for anything else so i was like oh you know I, I can't i can't go to this after hours like certification class or i can't study for something else because ah, i got to go to the gym like i i can't sorry i can't spend time with friends that are not gym friends because if i do ah, i can't i can't benefit or i can't i can't work out and and improve myself at the gym which i thought was making me better like i thought that i thought that was a a benefit to my health because i'm like oh the gym is good for your health right but for me i was using it as a crutch and i I was actually hurting other areas of who i wanted to be and who i was because i was using the gym and using you all as a crutch because and when i say crutch i mean i wasn't facing other uh areas of my life that needed to be faced like like the debt using that as an example um also i wanted to get into technology but i because i didn't have a a technology degree i was like i needed to improve my technology background and i didn't take any i didn't study for any of that i'm just i'm just applying for technology jobs and they're all telling me the same thing like (laughs) you don't have any experience (laughs) yeah you know so you know a couple years into the gym like let's, let's call it like 2017 2018 like this was around the time that i made that move from the advisor side to the charitable side the the and so i was also i made a conscious move to say you know what i need to take some time away from the gym which is funny for people who are trying to get into the gym like oh i want to be more healthy but for me you know and anas josh you can vouch for this like i was a talker like i was just i wanted to talk that made me feel good was talking to people um and it was good for the time being but you know, someone I was uh, part of also what helped me grow was mentors. So like talking to people who were in positions that I wanted to get into or in positions that were like where I wanted to get into. And they asked me, they were like, like, what are you doing outside of work? And I'm like, I'm at the gym. They're like, OK, that's dope. They're like really impressed. I'm like, so what else are you doing? I'm like, yeah, that's, it. that's <laughs> it. And they were like, so you're, you know, they're like, basically, you know, you're holding yourself back. You know, if you want to do more, then fucking do more. Basically, is, is kind of the advice that I got. Um, you know, quit quit being sad for yourself and just think about what you want to get to, make a plan to get there. Like you treat it treat it like you treat the gym. So i took some time away from spending four or five hours at the gym. Uh try to be more methodical. It's funny, like when I when I started being more focused and trying to take time away from like chatter and like talking, like people were actually people were checking in on me, like, Abe, are you okay? Like everything okay? You're not talking, like what's going on? Uh Uh, And it was, it made it easier when y'all also like left or we had different schedules because I was like, okay, like that clears up a huge workout (laughs) distraction. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But, but you know, some people, some people, they, they were like annoyed by it and some people were like, you know, supportive by my decision to be more focused in the gym. And I just, I just realized that each day you have, you know, the same amount of time as everybody else does. And like, what are you spending that time towards, you know, what are you expending calories on? And are the people that you're spending that time with worth it? Or, or is, is the time that you're spending worth it? Um, and then so, you know, long, long story long, uh, when I was in the group that I was in that helped me feel like I was developing, um, in 2020, I made a, a jump to technology uh, during COVID, actually, which was pretty interesting, you know, work from home. Uh, 2020, and I and I don't mean this in an, in an insensitive way, was actually a huge year for me. Like, it was a big year for me, career-wise. Um, and since then, it's just been, like, tremendous, and I've been extremely blessed and fortunate to be able to experience the career growth that I've experienced in the past three years. Because um, it's, like, night and day difference compared to where I was. Um, and I, part of that journey has been, you know, during COVID, obviously, is work, working, out, working out at home. Because working out has always been a part of my life it's just how have i been able to fit you know what i can do into my day um powerlifting obviously is like a huge investment of time the big three if you're if you're training like high intensity all the time so i had to get better at managing the load i had to get better at like managing my expectations like not always thinking that i had to peak um but just general fitness and you know coming off and on with the nas and doing like the ai which really helped like me it helped me have have not to worry about like programming like okay this is something i gotta do um it's it's been a shifting it's been shifting priority but it's always been a priority like lifting working out will always be something that's important to me because i want to pass that on to my to my son and just have that be a part of our family like it, it wasn't for me but you know where i'm at now i actually have more time to work out you know i have more time to spend with my family um, someone you know? Someone said one of the questions was, "How do you get a, a fancy home gym?" And for me, the credit was oh, actually a big part was, of that because yeah. I can make these purchases on credit and then pay them off in like you know two or two or three months. Yeah, I, I was um, gonna
1: say like but those I'll, of us that start with fancy or that don't have fancy home gyms, like we usually start off like it usually looks pretty shit before you get to like a a nice like oh yeah like yeah, they yeah. didn't see the the shack that you had before yeah so they like, don't they just dude. see nah. like oh they the don't fancy you know where you've gotten the the tip of the iceberg versus like everything below that you had yeah before
0: let me just go through these questions and answer them because now i'm at the point where you know we're in, we're in current day it's like am i passionate yeah. about what i do for for a living that's a that's a loaded question because I love what I do now. Like it's so relevant. Like I'm not in I'm not in, I'm in cybersecurity, so I'm a consultant yeah. in cybersecurity. So I consult the company that I work at on their projects that they want to get into, and I help them understand like what that means from uh, the lens of like, hey, could this be hacked? Will this be? Uh, will this be protected like infrastructure, all the, all the different, uh, I'm trying not to get too specific because also I'm trying to keep that part of my life separate because part of the, part of the, part of the, um, the, the compliance of what I do at work is separating my personal life from my work life. And that's because the information that I work with on a day to day basis is very confidential. It's like highly confidential. In some cases it has to do with, uh, account numbers, people's names, addresses, social security numbers, um, and any any potential for that to be leaked uh, as a result of of talking about it in a in a unstructured way, it could put me at risk um, at work because there's whole departments that are monitoring social media. There's departments that are monitoring um, mentions of the company. They have algorithms, machine learning. Um, models that actually look for mentions of the company. And so that's why I'm being very adamant about not speaking about it specifically, but just know cybersecurity is what I do. I'm a consultant. I love it. Am I passionate about it? I'd say no. And the reason for that being is, is like, I don't wake up like eating, breathing and sleeping cybersecurity. What I do love is that it is relevant. It's, it's super like we talk about with AI, you know, I'm dealing with, I'm working with AI at work every single day. Um, so what I'm really passionate about is what it can help me do outside of work. Like it's, it's one of the other questions is like, do I see my job as a means to an end? Um, like I see it as a means to provide for my family and my hobbies. Like I can invest in my hobbies. And the other question about the home gym, like how do you build out, you know, a home gym, which like, again, Josh, as you mentioned, like it started for me as like what I could afford, which I, what I could afford was bands. And having used like a broomstick to make like a makeshift squat or deadlift and like ruth knows her her and i have gone through it like we went through the phases of working out at home with like books piles of books and when i when (laughs) i started making money and i could afford like building the structure that i'm in now which i work in and has my gym like buying the, the 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 power rack and the plates and the the selectorized weight stack and the, the benches and the, the, the new Bells. Um, like it's, it's dude, honestly, like I sit and think about it sometimes. Hey, you, and I'm got just a, like, you got a fancy home you know, gym
1: now compared to what you had before. It's yeah. It's,
0: I just feel happy, you know, like I feel, I feel really like I feel, I feel blessed. Like I feel, you know, almost like it's unfair, but um, so my job, as a means to an end, yeah, like my job is not invasive to where I can't like, you know, uh, leave at the end of the day. Like sometimes I, you know, if I'm needed for certain things, I, I hop on. But like it's not, I'm not working, you know, over, like hard, yeah. like long hours and like you, I can't you, spend time with Yeah, you wear your work hat question, and then
1: you take your work hat off and you put on another hat. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's a good way to put it. So uh, talking about balancing family, friends, like lifting and work uh like there's no such thing as like a perfect balance of all of those things like it's it's a priority shift sometimes you focus on one thing more than the other for different reasons and like for me you know lifting again like i'm always going to build that into my day like and i've not ever had like you know long spans of like not lifting and feeling like you know completely unhealthy um i've had moments where i've taken like weeks off you know if i need to but um in terms of like how to balance it, you just have to understand what's important to you. Like it's going to be different for everybody. For me, like how I do it is I just you have to learn to say no. You have like, to learn to have yeah. boundaries. And like that's something been, I'm still learning. Everyone has the same boundaries. 24
1: hours. So if you want to make all those things work, you you have the same 24 hours. So you know. priorities. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. like. Hey, there's been there's moments where I have to tell people like hey like I, I don't have the time right now like I, a big thing about me is like obligation like feeling like I'm obligated to feeling like I have to do something um, and feeling bad if I have to say no like that's a like I'm a people pleaser I know that about me I know that that's something that is a good thing but also could be a bad thing because it could lead to uh, anxiety like something like that I will actually live in me and like I'll be thinking about it and like damn I let that person down. Sometimes you have to be a little bit selfish with your time in order to accomplish certain things, which I think people get from a lifting standpoint, but they don't really get from like a relationship building standpoint or like a career development standpoint. standpoint. Sometimes you have to, yeah, exactly. You just have to prioritize things differently and you have to understand what's important. So that's how I would answer that question. My current lifting goals since having a family, um, I don't really use my son as an excuse to not accomplish a goal if i need to if i wanted to accomplish it but i think like overall um having it having a kid is definitely something that um i know we talked about it like lightheartedly like oh the dad strength kicking in or whatever like there's examples that we can you know point to with people who've had kids and like have had like tremendous um like growth in their in their lifts but um just for anybody who is potentially thinking about having a kid like it's not you shouldn't feel like you know, you're going to be given the same opportunities to go to the gym. I would say as as you do now. Like for me, again, I'm f- extremely fortunate. Ruth and I were talking about this because, like, as busy as we can get with with our son, when he takes a nap, we have like potentially a couple hours to hit the gym in our backyard. Uh, fortunately, Fort Worth Barbell is pretty close to us, where if we wanted to, we could we could have gone. But if we didn't have that here, you know, the closest gym being 20 minutes away driving there and getting warmed up. Like I could only imagine how much, how many times I would have to leave early and then not hit my accessories or not finish my workout if I didn't have a home gym. So for other people, it may be different, but since this question is asking me what my lifting goals are, um, it's really, you know, powerlifting is is something I love, but I, I want to continue to, to get strong, um, but I understand that like it's not always going to be the big three. So like right now, it's as funny as it is. Uh, I love working out with my son like on me. So we have like the um, the carrier that I can like strap on, and he can like sit on my chest. You know like uh, like a harness. And I can't do it for like all my lifts, but I do it for some of them. And he'll he'll be in the gym with me like in his little crib. But something that I want to continue to get better at are weighted pull-ups because. I'll do pull-ups with him on my chest, and obviously he's getting heavier. <laughs> so, um, like, obviously the, the big three are lifts that I want to continue to get stronger in. And I will do a meet eventually, just not right now. But the the weighted pull-ups thing is important because, like, I want to continue to be able to lift him up as as he gets heavier. And I get l- older. Like, I want to have that longevity. Like, powerlifting is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think, um, you know, fatherhood... Being able to interact with my son and play with him is something that I want to have, uh, you know, something that I do going into the future. Uh, any unexpected changes while having a baby? Any unexpected changes while having a baby uh, with lifting? Uh, I don't know, I don't know if it pertains lifting? to lifting. Uh, yeah. Just, that
1: was the question, yeah. Um,
0: I'll, so I'll say, well, unexpected changes in, in general were like lack of sleep. But my son, I'm really fortunate because he also sleeps pretty well, but like I'm used to like seven or eight hours and now I'm getting like six ish, um, usually. So like waking up in the night and plus I wanna, you know, I like to give you know, like earlier on you giving Ruth like the ability to bounce back um postpartum, which is a you know different different story for different day, but like waking up at night so she can get a full night's sleep uh definitely hit in different ways like mentally and like physically like feeling taxed because i'm not getting like full recovery so being aware of that um was something that i just had to modify like it's not me it doesn't it doesn't mean i can skip skip lifting or skip training because that's not gonna some days i had to but like usually it just meant that i had to modify my expectations so that i wasn't like pushing myself right. too much cool. um yeah. you know yeah. getting in, getting injured yeah so when am i gonna when am i gonna compete again when I am able to hit my my previous meet PRs in uh, in the gym, so like with no spots, that's something that's pretty that's really big for me. Is like I want to squat four ninety five, four eighty five um, in my oh, power rep nice. without a without spots, yeah, with no hype. Um, what's the best part about being a dad? Uh, it's seeing the changes in my son every single day. Uh, like he he said "Baba" recently which Anas knows that's pretty big. Uh, that's just how you say dad in Arabic. So he's been saying Baba for the past couple of weeks and seeing him like actually like start to look me in the eye and like, know it's me. And like walking into the room after a long day, oh man, like, and seeing him smile, like he smiles at you. Like he's smi- like the way he smiles at me, even if I'm, I've only been gone for like 30 minutes. Um, It's just like, it's just a different love, man. Like, it's a different type of love is being able to see all the different pieces of, of my son grow. And then seeing just the unconditional love that he has for me and Ruth. It's just, can't put it into words, man. Like, I know not everybody wants to have kids, but, you know, it's just something if you do want to have kids, just know that that's going to be a, a, a huge thing. Um, and honestly, working from home gives me the ability to be with him more, which another is another reason why I love my job um how do you yep. get a fancy home gym we talked about that well we best already financial man. tips yeah, man- that was, manager credits half the uh,
1: episode already buddy like
0: come on now <laughs> the best piece of equipment that i have honestly the bells. so um it's between the bells and the selectorized weight stack so the bells, for those who aren't like privy to home gym equipment are uh dumbbells but they are selectorized dumbbells so they go up from five pounds to 80 pounds in five pound increments and for people who have a home gym like some of the things that they miss from commercial gyms uh are dumbbell sets because then you you like you can get like loadable dumbbells or you can get um like bowflex dumbbells which are great both great options um the Bowflex option go up to 50 pounds, and they have like a different shape. There's other companies out there like Powerblock, um, and then there's some newer ones coming out that are actually really, really interesting looking. But Newell dumbbells look and feel like real dumbbells, and then the the way you adjust them is just by like uh, twisting the handle, and they're knurled handles too, they're not like plastic handles. Uh, they feel like dumbbells. They they uh, interact like dumbbells, and then they're really simple to adjust. So if I'm trying to superset, like, uh, uh, hold on. Oh wait, did I? No, no, you're, good. Exit no, out you're of good. The... Yeah, yeah, you're good. Am I? Oh, okay. Uh, I hit I hit my screen because I'm like really passionate about these nobells Like if I'm trying to if I'm trying to do like a superset of uh, lateral raises or any sort of uh, exercise that require like kickbacks or uh, shoulder press, dumbbell shoulder press. Like I don't have to sit and fiddle with like exchanging the weights. Um, they're expensive, but I think they're worth it. And also the selectorized weight stack for like lat pull downs and like tricep pushdowns. Like I had the weight, the the plate loaded one before, um, which is like in a, in a, an attachment onto my power rack. And the weight stack was, or the the weight loaded option was cool. But then again, like I'm trying to remove as much friction for my workouts as possible to make it as close to a commercial gym experience as possible so adding plates was like clunky you know take some time and plus i can't use that plate for something else so adding the weight stack so now i can just take the pin and pop it and go up to 200 pounds it's really really nice um so between those two what's the who's the best podcast host on cmb uh josh and then gym pr is right now the last the last time i peaked uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use home gym PRs. I hit a four so four seventy five squat, uh, three twenty bench, and a five forty five deadlift. All on an Ohio. Oh, there you mark. go.
1: There you, uh, go so, there you go.
0: Yeah, I know. I kind of went over uh, with in terms of the questions, and I kind of no, skated past covered a few most things, of them. But. Um, that's
1: pretty good.
0: That's, yeah, that's 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 that's, that's, that's kind of me in, an, yeah. in a
1: nutshell. and Abe Abe's daily life, right there. That's nice. Yeah.
0: Any any follow ups or or you want to go straight oh, into I the outro? I just had
2: one question because I feel like the transition. You didn't go over the transition you went through, like from like the undergrad into like what you're doing now. You did go back to school, and I don't know if I don't know if you covered that, um, yeah. but you did go.
0: No, I didn't. So I did go back. I go. I went back for my master's. So I do have an MBA. Um, and I did that. I started 2017 uh, or like 2016, 2017. No, yeah, 2017 to 2019 is when I graduated with my MBA. The reason I went back was because I was so like during that period of depression is what I'll call it. Like, I felt like I wasn't progressing. Like one of the things that I worried about after I graduated was no longer learning things like no longer being a student because my title of student was no longer uh, was no longer there. And, that, and looking back now, it's silly to think that because you're always learning, like I mentioned. But um, at being out of school and feeling like I wasn't marketing myself enough, I was like, fuck it, I'll go back and get a, a master's degree because I didn't pay for my undergraduate. And my company now uh, will uh, cover a certain portion of a master's degree uh, and cover your, your student loan. So I was like, I'd be kind of, silly not to get it uh but again i i got it because i didn't have a real reason to i just wanted to because i thought it'd make me more attractive to Mm. to potential companies and i just wanted to continue to learn something so after getting my master's degree uh you could i could argue now like after the fact that it could have contributed to where i'm at now in a indirect way but the degree itself you know, I don't. I, I it was funny. Like, I think I was talking to my manager uh, a couple of months ago, and then she was like, "Oh, you have a master's call. degree." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> she, yeah, that, she, yeah. Well, because like no one really, no one really cares. Yeah, no one, no one really cares what your what your degree was in, or no one really cares, you know, what level of education you have, mm. unless you tell them, or uh, if you have something else to offer, like if you have your experience, or if you have your attitude. Usually. Because I've started to interview uh, people for the past few months. And what I've learned is, as an interviewer, I'm not looking at someone's education. Like, I don't really care uh, what you know on paper. Like, I want to hear how you talk. I want to hear, like, your attitude. I want to hear, like, are you somebody who can learn? Like, are you coachable? Uh, Because if somebody comes in and, like, they know everything, you know, like, they have the attitude of, like, oh, I got this degree and I have this education and blah, blah, blah. That's not somebody I want to work with. So what the why the hell am I going to hire you? Like that's something that, um, I didn't realize until after the fact. But yeah, no, I, I don't know. if That was yeah, yeah. what you so, wanted to contribute. But so I went you, back you didn't and got my master's. specialize.
2: I mean, with the masters, did you specialize? No, it's just like still in general. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. An MBA, yeah, an MBA is a master's in business administration. So it's not it's not a specialty. Like it's not like in a master's of science in a specific. um, Accounting or uh, or IT or something like I knowing knowing now what I know now I probably would have specialized in IT. Yeah, it's but, just
1: another um, broad overarching master. Okay, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. super general. I guess yeah. super, super
1: general.
2: last last two things would be like it's funny how I mean it's not funny it's it's, it's kind of sad like how uh, how many students go into universities and like they're completely lost and like they don't know what they want to do and like their advisor just gives them like a like a quick advice, like, hey, yeah, maybe you should do this, and, like, not knowing like <laughs> anything about this person, like, what their interests, what their skills are at, and, like, n- like nothing, yeah. And, and then that person just, like, takes really that advice it, and yeah. just goes into, like, <laughs> Which is, like four that's, years. like, the yeah. rest of
0: your life. Like, this is yeah. like,
2: a m- huge decision.
0: For people who ask me, for people who ask me, and have to say, hey, like, what should I major in? I'm not going to tell you what to major in, but if what you're looking for is, like, if you don't have a an idea like if some people you know some people know they want to be nurses or some people know they want to be lawyers or doctors or whatever like if you don't know what you want to do but you know you want to have a job where it's not super invasive and you want to make a lot of money like just get a degree in it or you don't even have to get a degree get a certificate get a certificate uh, in a specific type of of technology like scrum masters um, they work a lot of hours but they make some good money like learn how to code Go to Code Academy, uh, go to Udemy, and like get some code certifications. Like, be a software designer, software engineer. Like, there's so many different technology-based backgrounds that don't require super mm. expensive degrees. Um, and like that's what I always tell people. That's what, if I could give someone like just general advice, like that's like, that's I would something. Okay, because like, like
2: that first year or two, like when people were taking like the basic. Uh, like the basic classes they're not really getting into their degree yet like that would be I think like that would be a good time to experiment right. with like different classes like try art try engineering classes try this type of mm-hmm. class and see which one you wanna spend the rest of your life doing or at least like a big portion of your life or like the next 4 years plus doing cuz like it's it's worth <laughs> it's worth investing like this yeah. time at the beginning trying new things and actually learning about these stuff and kind of seeing which one, like which path you want to take. Uh, Cause like, I mean, yeah, like I was, I was in the same boat too. Like, I didn't know what I want to do. And I thought you had it figured out, like t- seeing you at the gym. I'm like, Abe got everything figured out. He's like, oh, he's happy. He's always happy. <laughs> you see, yeah, you see, yeah. You see it in yeah. person. Like Everyone you see it did. in person. Everyone you're like, did. Oh, this guy's like, he's, he's got the like, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. he has, he has so much going on, but yeah. you don't, ex- well, he- you don't know, you don't expect, that's what's happening actually like behind behind doors
0: you know what's funny though you know like it was something that i was good at covering up and i I still am if i need to be but it wasn't until i started mentoring other other people like people who have reached out to me and say like hey uh at work and outside of work like can you mentor me for a specific reason um which I, i love doing and i've learned that i have to be more selective about who i who i mentor for different reasons because some people they like as far as a mentor mentee relationship like the mentee has to take the ownership and has to plan schedule meetings and like come prepared with things to talk about and like be open and honest about certain things like i can't i can't give you everything you have to like ask me and you know come with with topics so we can so we can talk but because I've had people sometimes it's just like oh you know, yeah dead fish. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh it's like, wasting my time. People really like, is. Like, But like... Okay, give me the answers. It's like, I don't... I've like, learned... <laughs> okay. I've learned that being vulnerable, for me, this is me speaking from my own experience, being vulnerable is what helps people relate. And I don't have to feel like I have to be the strongest or the the most put-together person. Like, everyone goes through it. everyone Everyone has something going on and you never really know what someone's going through so that's why you give people a certain amount of grace like that's why i'm never an asshole for people like you know not doing something that i need to get done or whatever but anyways but like being vulnerable is something that i've tried to work on the past few years as well because like you mentioned like oh it's you know easy to look at somebody and be like oh, this person's got it all figured out they're easy like but you know and that's true, like not everybody has to know what you're going through. Friends, like it's fine. It's a little like, bit to, different. like I feel you know, like with close friends, level. you're
2: like you feel like you yeah, know them yeah. better and like you kinda know like what their mental state is at. Or at least like have like a rough idea. Like it's not right. like, the one eighty, right. like one eighty degrees yeah. of like what you what you thought it was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's I think sometimes it's like for me is like not wanting to inundate people with my problem. I, I think a lot of people get into the habit of like not wanting to dump the trauma dump on, on their friends, which is good. That's why you should seek therapy because that's something that's helped me is like speaking to a professional and like going through things and like understanding my my thought process and my emotions and, and being able to speak about things coherently. Like, hey, this is my journey. This is where I came from. This is where I want to be. This is where I'm at. Like that that's helpful with a professional first and then taking it to your friends because if you do, if you just dump on your friends without actually knowing you know sometimes it's good to problem solve with your friends you know but like sometimes it can get you say, it can, it into can like a situation wrong. where oh, like i mean yeah like yeah. <laughs> yeah like 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 if i come to if i come to you and i say like hey like this is how i'm mm. feeling but i don't know how i feel like sometimes friends with the best intentions can try to solution things real need, quick probably. like instead of just listening yeah yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and sometimes it could lead to bad advice, or it could lead to accountability. That's an issue, and like, that's why you know sometimes I I just need someone to listen. That's what
2: you need from them, because you can either want them to only listen, or you're seeking advice. And I guess like with friends, like most of the time, like they're not gonna have like the advice to help you. They're just gonna be there. To listen, at least like, like a, yeah, for us, like back, like back right. when we were young, you probably, right, you probably right, if right. you reached out to one of us, like we probably didn't have the answers for you, but it would have been like a good way to just like let it out. Um, but it's
0: yeah, yeah. I remember uh, like I remember <laughs> reaching out to people like Calvin and being like, "Can I have a job where mm-hmm. you work, man? Please, can I?" Like, and he and him sending him sending me <laughs> openings and shit, and I'd like fill them out and not i'd be like hey, hey did you hear anything yet, calvin
2: no <laughs> like, yeah you, have to know, try it. Like, you know i mean
0: you can't,
2: that's that's better I, I than hear- sitting around and just like hoping things would work out because like if you just sit around like not take any action like yeah it's gonna only gonna get worse but for you like you were the, the thing i think like the main reason that you made it through and like became successful was because like whenever you hit a wall you're like okay i gotta do more i gotta i gotta I got to find a solution. I got to put effort. I actually got to take action instead of just like sitting around being depressed and like hoping and blaming people, blaming like whatever your advisor for not helping you.
0: I, I definitely, I definitely went through that and I had to like move past it pretty quickly because like, I remember going to like, you know, working late one night and like going to the bathroom at work and like looking in the mirror and like just fucking like, it hit me like hard that day too. Like I was just like, looking at myself and it it just was like, you know, I had to wash my face and just fucking really just take a look and say like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're just bullshitting around. Like you're coming late to work. You're, you're, you're like, I th- this, is, this is how I lashed out at work. Like I was coming, I was coming late, you know, taking a little bit extra breaks and, you know, uh, I was trying hard when I needed to, I was just trying hard enough. Like I wasn't really going above what I know I could do. And then, I could just tell myself like I'm I'm not really trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah, you know. So I was like I was being rebellious against myself, yeah. and I was just like fuck, I gotta make a change. So that was a that was like a wake up moment. That's, that doesn't That's, mean you yeah. should
2: put effort into like more effort into your job if it's like if it's like a has like a dead end, like if it's not gonna go anywhere. Like putting effort in like more effort into it like may not always be like the answer. If like if it's not no, gonna you get you, if it's not gonna,
0: well, yeah, no, like, you're right. I don't gonna, know in everyone's situation. For me, the reason I put effort into it is so that I could like, it was, it was for the purpose of trying to have the, uh, at least a certain period of time where I could say like, yeah, look, my metrics are high. I have a good relationship yeah. with all my coworkers yeah, and my manager is in a good spot. Like yeah, yeah, like to get yeah them, have you, you know? progress
2: in your career? Like it would make sense, but if it's just gonna, like, you're going to keep doing the same thing for 10 years and work harder yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. not really go anywhere, then like maybe you should put yeah. effort into something else yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> i met people like that i met people who love that though like some people want to stay in the same yeah. position for forever yeah, they I mean, just love that yeah, it so. Yeah. so whatever some people don't oh, some people don't see it as a dead end some people just see it as stability and like stability is important for certain people like having knowing that you're going to come and have the same thing each day is like comforting yeah, yeah. You, you, you weren't happy like for me. Um, not, so you no, just no, have yeah, to understand like, like, like what you're not, respond to,
2: not where you want to stay yeah yeah
0: yeah this is a, this is a bit of a long one. Do no, you have no, anything no, else? Really, wrap it,
1: up. Yeah. it was really really good. Yeah, that was super good. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I'm glad. I hope I hope somebody got a uh, benefit from it. I hope, uh, oh, I hope it was yeah. like, entertaining at no, least. It was super entertaining. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You know, we'll, if you weren't entertained this week, um, fuck you. But no, if you weren't entertained this week. Uh, in all honesty, though, I think next week will be a really interesting. Interesting topic where we talk about our commentating at the uh, yeah. k- the Equip which was that was yeah, that was a really uh, fun yeah, well, time. We'll, I'm not we'll going to get into it too much, yeah. but it, it, each of us being we'll at our own table. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you want to stay tuned, if you want to stay tuned for that episode and future episodes, uh, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, and also I'm going to say subscribe, follow us. On Instagram at chalk my back, so you can be kept up to date for when we do polls like this. and you can be contributing to the conversation yourself. One of the questions was, "Did you did I find out who stole my belt?" I know that was Joey. I thought he stole my belt. Some he did steal too. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Never found out who stole it. But uh, but thank you all so much for listening. We have a great rest.
1: Of
2: your- <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes.